Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? Welcome to a Feminine Impression Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Daff, and today we're continuing our series, When Women Pray. We're focusing today on the woman with the issue of blood, and we're going to talk about how you, my dear, can get victory over the issues of life, whether it's a medical issue, a financial issue, an emotional issue, a mental issue. It doesn't matter what it is. Your Lord is more powerful than anything that could ever affect your life. And we're going to talk today about a woman who was able to experience God's power to break the bond that the enemy has tried to put upon her. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and get your Bible. And let's talk about this. In talking about this, I want you to know that with everything that we're going to talk about today, my goal is for you to remember that God cares for you, that God cares about you. He loves you. And no matter what you're going through, he can help you to overcome it. That is what we're talking about today. And that's the theme that I want you to keep in your mind and keep in your heart that God cares. So we're going to actually start off by praying and just getting ourselves into the spirit and into this moment where we can connect and have the presence of God be with us as we go through his word. So go ahead and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. We thank you for all of your daughters who are here to study about your healing power. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you allow no distractions to come in between you and this word today, that we bind up any distracting spirits, and we ask that you allow your angels to hover over us, to protect us throughout this time, your Holy Spirit to be present in all that we talk about today, Lord Jesus, for me to decrease and for you to increase, for your words to flow through, and for the power of your Holy Spirit to provide healing to every single person who's listening today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, ladies, so thank you again for being here. Thank you for your patience. I'm going to start by having us read in the Bible. We're going to actually start in Mark. This story is in different parts of the Bible. So there are different accounts because there were a a number of his disciples with him. And so different people kind of talk about the story with different details. We're going to read Mark's account of the story. So we're looking at Mark chapter five. Before we get into this, I just want you to think in your own life about any issue that you might be having, whether it be a physical issue, like you're sick with something, a mental issue, maybe a heartbreak, a financial issue, an issue with your body image, poverty, being in debt, anything, divorce, whatever it is that is an issue for you in your life right now, I want you to think about that because that's what we're touching on. Obviously, the story is about a woman in the Bible, but this is really about you and your life and how Jesus can do what he did for this girl for you. So I want you to just think about whatever issue you've been having, how long you've had it, how it's affected your life, and we're going to pray for the Lord to take that off of you today. Mark chapter 5, I'm starting at verse 21. When Jesus had crossed over again, 
by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the sea. One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and kept begging him, My little daughter is at death's door. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can get well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd was following and pressing against him. A woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his robe. For she said, if I can just touch his robes, I will be made well. Instantly, her flow of blood ceased, and she sensed in her body that she was cured of her affliction. At once, Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my robes? His disciples said to him, You see the people pressing against you, and you say, Who touched me? So he was looking around to see who had done this. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came with fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be free from your affliction. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus overheard what was said. He told the synagogue leader, don't be afraid. Only believe. He did not let anyone accompany him except Peter, James, and John, James's brother. They came to the leader's house and he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. They started laughing at him, but he put them all outside. He took the child's father mother, and those who were with him, and entered the place where the child was. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Koum, which is translated little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this, they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and said that she should be given something to eat. Lord, add a blessing to the readers and the hearers of this word. This is a story that we are presented with. This is kind of like a parallel. We have two different ladies. One is older and one is a child, and they're both in need of healing from Jesus. We're going to start by talking about the woman who was having the issue of blood and understanding what that even means. What is an issue of blood? First of all, she was an Israelite woman, and during that time with this community, if you had any sort of body excretion, any blood coming from you, things of that nature, you were considered unclean. So she was having her menstrual cycle that lasted 12 years. I can't even imagine how horrible that was for her. And in that time, she was going to different doctors, trying to get help, trying to figure out what was wrong with her, and no one could help her. The doctors tried. I'm sure they gave her lots of different remedies and told her to do all these different routines, and she tried them, and not only did it not help her, but she actually got worse. 
and she spent everything she had financially. I'm sure her hope and all those things were just dwindling. She wasn't able to be with family or friends or anyone. So she was alone because of the fact that she was unclean. As a matter of fact, during that time, if you were unclean, you had to say it as you were walking around. Unclean, unclean, so that people would know not to touch you. So it was a very isolated and degrading sort of illness to have because you had to be alone. And I think about right now in this COVID-19 era where people sometimes don't even want to admit that they had COVID, especially if they were around you, right? They're like afraid to tell you that someone in their household has it um, because they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to have inflicted anything on you. And when someone does contract it, they have to be isolated. It's a very sad feeling sometimes, feeling like you can't be around people or there's something wrong with you. So people can't be around you. And being alone in that time causes people to really do a lot of deep reflection and thinking. But imagine having to announce this your entire life as you're walking down the street and telling people what's wrong with you. It's, it's very shameful. So we see with her, even with these methods of healing, she wasn't getting well, she was getting worse. And this is something that we do as people. A lot of times when we're going through something, when we have anything going wrong, whether it be an illness or a personal issue, we sometimes go to all of these different things trying to heal ourselves. Whether we go to drugs or we go to alcohol, we go to sex, uh, we do all kinds of things to sort of heal ourselves from the pain that we're experiencing. And we usually get worse, right? We get tired, we get worn out. And not only does it not solve the issue, it sometimes creates new issues, new dependencies, new addictions, new problems in your life, because you're going to different sources trying to solve a problem that you cannot solve on your own. With that, I want to go to the book. When Women Pray, we're going to go ahead and read from the book, starting at page 60. You must keep the Israelites separate from things that make them unclean so that they will not die in their uncleanliness. This is from Leviticus. And so this was a law. This is what they were alluding to when they were talking about her. It was a violation for her to touch anyone. She should have kept her distance from the crowd. She should have cried out, unclean, unclean, whenever she approached any other person. She should have told the man about her curse, about the blood. He was legally required to cleanse himself after touching her, but she dare not cause a scene, not even when the teacher was so close. Forgive me, she prayed again. I am desperate. It was true. Whatever money there had been when the bleeding started, it was now gone. Whatever family she had claimed, they had moved on. Whatever dignity she once carried, had long since drained away. Buried among the strips of cloth, she washed and dried each night to hide her shame. The crowd shifted again, and all of a sudden, he was right next to her. He was surrounded by his disciples, but there was a small window, getting smaller and smaller. She could see the swinging tassel on the corner of his robe. Now or never. She felt it as soon as she grasped the tassel, the healing. The gentle fire ran through her belly and both legs, leaving a tingle 
for a few seconds after. By then, she had pulled away from the rabbi and was looking for a gap in the crowd to make her escape. It worked. It's done. I'm free. That's when she heard his voice, loud even in the marketplace, commanding, who touched me? Demanding an answer. Unable to deny the voice, she turned to face him, to answer him. God help me. They never mention her name. We're never told her name. Luke introduces her this way in his gospel. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. Mark adds, she suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. This woman was brave. This woman demonstrated a deep and powerful faith in God's power to heal. This is a woman who has been read about, talked about, and preached about literally for centuries, yet we know almost nothing about her. So this is a really interesting concept, the fact that she's nameless. And I'm sure in her life, she felt nameless. She felt like she wasn't seen. She was this poor woman in society dealing with an illness, dealing with a personal issue, and even the Bible ended up being nameless. Now, I want to know from you ladies, what do you do when you feel like you have an issue that's too big for you to handle? I know I went over all the you know different examples of things that we can have in our lives that are really challenging, but for you personally, what do you do when it's too big for you to handle? Do you feel defeated? Do you feel sorry for yourself? Like, why me? Why is it happening only to me? How come other people are not dealing with this? Do you feel ashamed or do you feel afraid? Or is your secret some sort of issue that you can't talk about? Like, is your issue a personal problem where you can't even bear to tell anyone? Maybe you're harboring feelings that are causing more anxiety for you or you're dealing with something that's making you sicker because you're worrying. Perhaps there's something going on with you that you don't feel comfortable sharing with your family and your friends. And so you're dealing with it alone and that stress is making it worse. Are you embarrassed? Maybe it's something that is absolutely embarrassing, whether it's an illness or a situation. Maybe you got arrested or something happened where you just don't believe that you can share that with anyone. I just want you to know that regardless of what you are dealing with, you can talk to God. Yes, you may not be able to talk to other people about what's going on, but you don't have to. I would urge you though to talk to God about it, to let him heal you and be with you during that time. You're not telling him like he doesn't know because he knows. He knows everything that's going on with you, but he's waiting for you to be like this woman and come to his feet, come to him desperately, asking him for healing, asking him for help and receiving an answer. Now, ladies, in becoming a high quality woman, it's important that you take time to develop yourself. That's why I want to introduce you to Higher Heights. Higher Heights is a platform dedicated for self-development with an aim to positively impact lives. They guide people through a variety of eBooks to stimulate those to tap into their full potential and become the best version of themselves. 
They have a new product that just launched called a monthly self-development box to aid you in achieving your goals and reaching the level you desire. Sometimes we need that extra motivation to keep us on track and grounded up, especially as we become the woman that we've always desired to be. And Higher Heights is here to support you by providing valuable content each month. The box includes four ebooks on self-development, finance, health, and motivation. And for those of you who like things short and sweet, there are extra motivational quotes provided to help you stay focused. The box is valued at 100 pounds, but goes for 50 pounds. For your first month, the ebooks included are Master Your Money, 10 Motivation Hacks from Successful People, Healthier You, and Setting Freedom Goals. So sign up today for a subscription box. The first 100 people to sign up will get 10% off their first month by using the code MICHELLE10. And you can also subscribe to their mailing list for additional promotion. It's so important that you become a well-rounded woman, not just having beauty on the outside, but having real value on the inside. Visit the website www h-i-g-h-e-r-r heights.com. Visit the website today. When God deals with us, he doesn't look at our position. This woman was a unclean, poor woman who could do nothing for him. And he was on his way. Jesus was on his way to the leader of the synagogue's house. The synagogue is where the Israelites came to pray and to, to give their offerings to the Lord. And this man was a leader of the synagogue. So he was someone of importance. He was someone who was wealthy and he had a problem. And Jesus was about to go solve his problem. And then he saw someone who needed his help. Someone who was a complete opposite, poor, unseen, unclean, and needed his help. And that didn't stop him. Because of the fact that she needed him and he recognized that, he stopped what he was doing and acknowledged her. And I know here in this world, a lot of times we think that we're not important enough for God to do something about. We're not important enough for God to heal us, for him to listen to us. And we think that maybe other people who are more rich or who are more important get the help from God, which is a lie. And we can just look at society and see examples of that. I mean, look at someone like Steve Jobs. He was very wealthy, very important. He did a lot for this world, yet he died from his illness. God doesn't care who you are here. We care because we're the ones that put different levels of importance on different people, but God doesn't do that. He sees all of us exactly the same. And he doesn't rate someone as more significant or more important because they are wealthy or popular. When you're a daughter of God, when you are his child, you have to also keep in mind that the devil has to get permission for anything that happens to you. God has to sign off on it. And he won't sign off on anything that is truly going to harm you. He'll sign off on things that he can use for your benefit for his glory, things that maybe need to happen for your life to be purposeful and meaningful and for other people to be able to also be healed and changed and get hope through your story. 
So whatever is going on with you, just know that God is aware and he blocks so many things from ever coming your way. If you could only see into the spiritual world, you would be shocked at all the things that could have happened to you that didn't happen to you because you're his daughter and he hasn't signed off on those things. So there's confidence in knowing that he does work all things for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose, the people that he deems as his children. When you're experiencing anything that's painful and hurtful and even physically painful, just remember that nothing in your life is a surprise to God. If you did something that was super embarrassing and you ended up with a disease, if you made a really horrible choice and you ended up with a record, if you lied about something, if, whatever it is that you've done, whatever it is that has happened to you, whether it's a car accident or a, an accident at home, if anything has ever happened to you, just know it's not a surprise to God. Before you were born, he knew you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knew everything that was going to happen to you before you even came here. And he's dedicated to making sure that his purpose for you is going to prevail. So you never have to worry about, you know, thinking that you're telling God something that he doesn't know. He knows and he's waiting and he wants to see your faithfulness in him. God truly wants to see that you trust him that you praise him even in the hardest of times, even when you see no way out, even when the doctor told you that things are getting worse, things are growing, there's nothing more that they can do, they're not sure if your baby is going to live. All of these things that, that humans are telling you, keeping that faith and knowing that nothing is too hard for him, that he can supersede anything that a human does here. And he wants you to have confidence that he's going to come through for you. That means so much to the Lord, knowing that he will. And that's what this woman with the issue of blood had. She had confidence. She just thought, if I could just touch his clothes, like just a tiny bit of his clothes, I know I will be healed. That is significant confidence and faith because in our human minds, that makes no sense. But she knew that he was such a powerful person from her faith that if she could just do that, everything would be fine. And we have to come with that same level of faith when we pray for something and just thinking, if I can just tell God I need him, he's going to come through for me and not thinking that he's not listening and all of that. And the powerful thing about praying is that there is healing in the presence of the Lord. When you take time to spend time with God, you can get healed right then and there in the moment. Obviously, you're not doing that to try and, and get healed and all of that. The purpose of praise and worship is to be with the Lord, is, is Him. You're seeking Him. However, in that time, the Lord is sovereign. He has grace and he can choose to heal you from all kinds of things just in the time you're with him. It is the most beautiful thing when you are in prayer and you sense the presence of God. You know he's in the room with you. You know, sometimes a room just gets so heavy or you just start crying and God is there. He's with you. And in that time, he's working and healing your body. He's changing you. He's... He's quickening your mortal body. He's making you look younger in his presence. And I've experienced this on a personal level 
where after I became born again and I was fasting and praying, so many things about me on a physical level changed. Certain things that I was dealing with medically, things about just the way my face looked and you know, things I didn't necessarily think were wrong just changed. There was so much more light inside of me from the inside out and other things, dental issues and things that I didn't realize were an issue were fixed in the presence of God. It is a powerful experience. I just want you to know that the more you listen to these kinds of things, the more you come to women's groups and you read your Bible and you have conversations with people who love Christ, the more you build up that faith. Because I know sometimes it's like, I want to have faith. I just don't have it or I don't know how I can get more of it. Well, first of all, you can definitely ask for the Lord to increase your faith so that you can start believing him more for things. Faith comes by hearing. So the more you listen to scripture, the more you read your scripture, the more it's going to sort of seep inside of you and build up that faith. The Lord will allow his Holy Spirit to remind you of things when things come up and you will be strong in those convictions of knowing this is actually true. This is actually going to happen for me. Faith comes by hearing. The more you listen to scripture and listen to people talk about God, the more you're going to see yourself growing stronger in your faith. So that's absolutely necessary for you to do if you're not doing is listen to more sermons, listen to more people who talk about the Lord. That's why I will always bring up God in my videos that have nothing to do with God because faith comes by hearing. The more you hear the scripture and the more you sense the presence of God in every single thing you do, the more you get built up as a person to be able to overcome the issues of life and just to be able to thrive. So I'm going to read from page 64 and it says, know your value. There's another lesson that we can learn from this woman with the issue of blood. She knew her value in God's eyes. She understood that she was valuable to God and worth his time. And she refused to allow anyone to stand between herself and the healing she was desperate to receive. You'll notice in both the gospel accounts of her story that this woman was not Jesus's main objective on the day in question. Instead, the text says a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus's feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. First of all, do you think it's a coincidence that the girl that was dying was 12 years old and the woman had been dealing with her affliction for 12 years? I don't. There are no coincidences when God is in the picture. Indeed, there is a certain buoyancy in the juxtaposition of these two people. A young girl in danger of losing her life on the cusp of womanhood and a woman seeking salvation after her flowering years had been stolen away. Both of them needed Jesus, and Jesus knew it. That just kind of reiterates what I was saying about where he was going and that coincidence about the fact that she was 12, the woman was dealing with the issue for 12 years, and both of those things occurred on the same day. And I just wanted to point out the fact that when you come to the Lord, It's important for you to come with boldness. 
she knew her value. This woman knew that she was a daughter of Abraham, that she had rights in the kingdom of God, and that she could be healed by Jesus. There's a boldness that comes with receiving from the Lord that I really hope you women are able to embrace and feel confident about because God wants you to have that boldness. He doesn't want you coming to him in prayer with this sense that you don't really deserve it because you're not good and all these things we tell ourselves. Yes, it's through grace, but that's the whole point. That's the whole reason why Jesus died for you. That's the whole reason why you are a daughter of God. You have these privileges that other people do not have. And you are able to come to the throne of grace with boldness, asking for what you need. And the Lord loves that. He loves that. You do need to know your rights. You do need to know what's available to you. And the only way you can do that is by reading your Bible. I know someone asked about where they can find the promises of God. They are all through the Bible. There's not one place where you can find his promises, but you can Google God's promises. And there are people who have spelled out lots of different scriptures. I think it's absolutely necessary for you to not just read the scriptures, but to read the Bible. You need to understand God. You need to understand who you're praying to. Understanding him is what gives you the confidence because it allows you to know, even if you make mistakes, even if you're not perfect, <laughs> and read it and really see what he actually said about that instead of just hearing it from other people. And when you know his promises, what I do, which is really helpful, is I take note cards. And as I'm reading the Bible, I'm like, oh, that's, that's good. Let me write that down. And as I'm praying, especially on days where I just... I have nothing, nothing is coming from here. I read the scriptures and I get the scriptures into my heart. And as I pray, I tell the Lord, you said in Isaiah 40 that you give strength to the weary and you strengthen the powerless. And I'm feeling completely powerless in this situation I'm having with my coworker or with my boss. I need you. And you said you would strengthen me. I need your strength. That is a level of boldness that I am talking about. And you won't know what to even say if you don't know what's in the word of God. You do need to read your Bible. I know the sound of it is just like sometimes dreadful because we think the Bible is this boring book and it's so intimidating sometimes, but get a translation that speaks to you. Get a translation that you can understand. That's common language that you can get into your spirit. You know, don't get one that has all these big words that make no sense to you. And just take some time every day and read and allow the Lord to speak through to you through his word. In terms of coming with the boldness that I'm talking about, it's important that you understand that you have a right to live a certain kind of life. As God's daughter, he wants you to live an abundant life where you are pain-free, stress-free, debt-free. He wants you to live a good life. He does not want you to be down and out and stressed out, strung out. That's not what he wants for his children. He is God. His children should be a reflection of him. He in no way wants that for you. And so you also need to value yourself enough to say, I shouldn't be having pain. 
I, I shouldn't be having a headache. When I have the smallest problem, that is the first thing that comes to my mind only because I've read his promises. I know he doesn't want me to have a headache. So something as small as a headache, I get it out of me as soon as possible. I say, Lord, I know you do not want me to have a headache. Why would you want your daughter to be walking around with a headache? You said in your scripture that by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. I've already been healed. This didn't come from you. I rebuke it. I bind up the spirit of this headache and I cast it out of my body in the name of Jesus. And the headache goes away because I'm using God's word and I'm rejecting it. I reject it. Do not think that any of these things are things that the Lord permanently wants for you and have enough boldness and enough knowledge to believe that you deserve healing from whatever it is that you're dealing with. And remember that, you know, God is no respecter of persons. He does not care who you are in the sense that he doesn't care if you're Kim Kardashian or if you're a little girl in Liberia. That means nothing to God. It only means something to us. We're the only ones who care about stuff like that. He sees us all the same. And I think we'd be really surprised as who, who he thinks is significant, who's significant in God's eyes, because it, it can be very tricky. And we can think that the people who have everything are the ones that God loves. And that's not true. And God is not the one who gives people everything either. A lot of things come from the devil. People get things from him as well. And so you cannot look at that and judge. In God's eyes, whether you are disabled, whether you are homeless, whether you're from the hood, whether you are mentally incapable of thinking about things, whatever it is that we as society may look at you and look down on you, God doesn't do that. He doesn't care if you're homeless. He doesn't care if you're disabled. He loves you the same way he loves somebody who is floating around in a mansion enjoying life. He loves you just the same and he will heal you and he will answer your prayers because he cares. And that's why it's such a beautiful story that someone who is rich, who had it all, who was able to be bold enough to come to Jesus and just say, I need you to come over to my house. <laughs> Having that level of confidence to say, you know, I need you right now. Come on. And was put on the back burner to the point where his daughter died. First, she was just like dying. But because he stopped, she actually died. And Jesus ended up saying, you know, look at you guys making a commotion. She's not even dead. She's asleep. And that's a whole nother issue that we can talk about later. But again, it's an issue of perception. You know, he's thinking kingdom. It's not about what his eyes see. We see this person as dead. He says she's not dead. It's a matter of perception. She's asleep and he can raise her up. Just like whatever issue you're having in your life, you may think is dead. You may think your love life is dead. Your finances are dead. Your educational career is dead. Your relationship with your son is dead. Whatever it is, you can think it's dead and you just grieve it and you move on. And God will tell you it's not dead. <laughs> it's on sabbatical. It's asleep, but it's not dead. It, I can bring it back. I can restore it. And I believe in this story, they don't talk about in the book, but in reading this story, it's important to note that he did not allow everyone to come with him when he was going to raise the woman from the little girl from the dead. He did not allow all of his disciples to come and he didn't allow the people who were outside crying to come in. He only wanted the people there who believed. I believe he wanted the people there who were going to have the faith to 
be there for that healing because again, without faith, you cannot please God. And lack of faith stops miracles from happening. And that energy is just such a negative energy that he didn't even want it around him. He's like, no, I just want the people who I know are going to be there and who are going to have faith in this healing and who are not going to allow this, this healing to go to the wayside. And a lot of times that is the truth. When you're dealing with something or, you know, you're having faith for something, sometimes you can't go around telling everybody because those people will try and steal that from you, steal the little bit of hope you have from you, the little bit of faith you have from you. And a lot of times you just have to tell the people who have that faith with you. And sure, it's fine for you to tell whoever you want, but you must be strong enough in your faith not to let those people dissuade you from believing. And then you can come back and say, told you, I've done that so many times with things. And even for me, I consider myself to have pretty strong faith. And that's just because I take God on, on based on the last thing he did. I'm like, well, he did this, he could do that. But even sometimes when I'm believing for something, I'll tell someone, they'll say, nah, I don't know about that. And sometimes it'll get to me and I get angry with them because I'm like, why are you even saying that? Why are you being negative? Why are you trying to rain on my parade? I'm telling you, this is what I'm believing for. Why are you being a, a naysayer? And I will get angry with them sometimes because I feel like just, or maybe I'm angry with myself <laughs> because that little moment like just chipped a little piece away at my faith. And I can find myself saying something like, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe, you know, and, and kind of agreeing with them when I was so sure. So you do have to be careful and have boundaries about certain things. And, and Jesus, he had boundaries. He had boundaries in the things that he did, who came with him, who saw things. He wasn't going to just allow everyone to be a part of everything. That was just a side note. <laughs> but I want you to know that no matter who you are, he loves you and he wants you to come to him. He wants the faith to come from you, for you to be like that woman who didn't wait for him to come to her. You know, he had the Holy Spirit inside of him. He could have perceived that she had an issue and could have stopped and healed her. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to initiate it and you to show that it's important to you and for you to believe and for you to have faith. And just like her, your faith will heal you and your faith will make you whole. Just like he told her, woman, your faith is what has healed you. And that is so powerful. We're going to read on page 66. It says here, none of these factors deter this courageous woman from enacting her plan to grab a hold of God's healing power. And just so you know what she touched, at that time, the Jewish men, they wore this like long robe and at the bottom, it had these little tassels all over the bottom. And that's what she touched. She just touched like the very tiny little tassel right at the bottom of his robe. So it wasn't like she grabbed his shoulders or anything significant. It was such a small touch that I'm pretty sure she thought there's no way he was going to feel this. And so I just want you to know that her faith was so strong that all she needed to touch was the tiny little tassel to receive her healing. None of these factors deterred this courageous woman from enacting her plan to grab hold of God's healing power. I love that. I love her tenacity, her drive, her knowledge that this was her only remaining hope and she was going to take it no matter what. Make no mistake, 
This world will always try to convince you that you are not enough, not valuable enough, not respected enough, not good enough, not clean enough, not holy enough, not financially secure enough, not socially accepted enough, not feminine enough, not smart enough. You've felt that pull, haven't you? You've had other people try to drag you down and belittle you. Maybe your parents were quick to point out all of your failures and slow to build up your confidence. Maybe your siblings constantly tried to cut your legs out from under you while you were growing up. Maybe they still do. Maybe you have coworkers who seek to increase their job security by boosting your insecurity. Maybe your spouse has a regular way of letting you know when they feel disappointed in you. Not only that, but our culture has a way of making us feel small. Whenever we turn around, it seems like we can't help seeing someone more attractive. We can't help seeing someone with a better house than we have. We can't help seeing someone with a better degree that, than we've earned. We can't help seeing someone with a better vacation than we had. We can't help seeing the very best of every other person on social media, and we can't help comparing those bests with what we know about our own worsts. It's a recipe for feeling small, for feeling not enough. Not only that, but we have a spiritual enemy in this world, and he will work overtime to make you believe that you are not enough. He wants you to think you're not righteous enough to bring your requests before a holy God. He wants you to believe that you're not humble enough if you pray for something that you need. He wants you to believe that you're not meek enough if you ask God to stand next to you in a battle. He wants you to believe that you're not joyful enough if you approach God's throne to pour out your despair. Don't let any of it work. Don't believe a word of it. Because the overwhelming message of God's revelation through scripture is that you are more than enough. Paul declared, we are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. That's you. John said, we are children of God. That's you. Peter said, we are God's elect, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. That's you as well. The Bible says you are the apple of God's eye. You are his treasured possession. You are cherished, loved, sought out, chosen. You are worth searching for and fighting for. You are worth dying for. In short, you are valuable to God. Therefore, Never allow anyone or anything to prevent you from coming to him in prayer. And that's what I want you to remember. Whatever you're going through, my dear, doesn't matter what it is. Please keep your hope. Keep your hope. God loves you and he cares for you. And he wants you to hold on to whatever it is that you're going through and know that he can take it away from you when you give it to him. Don't allow the world to make you feel like you're hopeless or a lost cause. Even if your family has stopped talking to you because they're tired of your addiction, 
even if you don't have friends in work anymore because you've been gossiping too much and they don't like you even if your husband has done some horrible things and said things to you that just broke you don't give up hope bring all of your requests and all of your pain to god and he can restore and heal you he can restore all of those areas and allow you to triumph in any circumstance nothing is too hard for him now ladies before we continue i want to share my fragrance line with you fine forever fine forever is a blessed luxury fragrance line that promotes the promises of god each fragrance is tied to a biblical scripture to remind you that with god you will be fine forever our debut fragrance is called 2911 after the scripture jeremiah 2911 which talks about the unique plans that god has for your life this fragrance is rich mysterious sensual and feminine it will surely turn heads and become a signature fragrance for you as a listener you will receive 10 percent off of your purchase by typing in the code feminine visit the website www.fineforever.com and purchase 2911 today also remember that if you've lost someone that you love and you're grieving or if you're afraid of dying that God does not want you to fear death if you are a child of God if you have given your life to Christ if you believe that Jesus Christ is God came here on this earth died for you and was resurrected and you believe that in your spirit and he is the Lord of your life and you've confessed this you have told him you believe this you live like this you don't have to fear death because you will also be resurrected and when that day comes when the rapture comes when that holy moment comes where you are with the lord again you will see everyone that you lost you will be rewarded for the things that you've endured you will have a new life a better one you will have a glorified body there is promise on the other side just like he said to the little girl she's not dead he is saying the same thing to you don't fear death don't fear losing someone as horrible and hard as it is for us here he's asked you not to fear because he brings new life and the person is asleep as long as they are a child of god he does not want you to fear it he wants you to live with boldness and insecurity in knowing that you are God's business. As his daughter, he cares about you. He signs off on anything that concerns you. You are his priority and you are his business. He's with you all the time. He's looking after you. He's sending his angels to watch over you. He's protecting you and he will restore you. Whatever is broken, he will restore you. So I just want to give you a couple of scriptures to just sort of meditate on and remember when you're dealing with any illness or you need healing or faith. And one of them is Jeremiah 2017. You can write this down. Jeremiah 2017. It states, I will restore you to health 
and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. So this is one of those scriptures I was talking about when you come to God and you bring his word back to him. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. He also says in 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, he himself, this is Jesus, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. By the wounds that Jesus, who was perfect, who was sinless, who was God, the wounds that he endured for us, he took on all that pain. He took on everything horrible so that we can be healed, so that we can have the power and the ability to boldly say, this is not for me. He took care of this already. This is something Jesus took upon himself, so I don't have to have it. And I am healed. I've already been healed. So now I need to receive the healing. And a lot of times when you pray, that's one way to pray and say, Lord, allow me to receive your healing. You are already healed. So you're not getting healed. You're already healed. Now it's time for you to receive it and to open your heart and say, I know I deserve this. I want it. It's mine and I'm receiving it. And lastly, one of my favorites, Jeremiah 32, 27, which states, Behold, I am the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And I love that because that's that boldness that God is showing you. He's telling you, I'm the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? There is nothing too hard for God. So when you're dealing with any issue, whether it's a physical, mental, personal, sexual, any issue, remember, nothing is too hard for God. Even the things that society says you can never overcome, you can never get better from. That's us saying that. This is God we're talking to. We're on a whole nother dimension when we're talking to God. And he says, rhetorically, is anything too hard for me? So I want you to remember those things. And I also want you to come with me in prayer. If any of you are dealing with an issue, a sickness, anything that is bringing you down, that's in your body or in your mind or in your surroundings, I really want you to take this time and pour your heart out to God. Allow him to take this pain away from you. Allow his Holy Spirit to be with you and have faith that as you're praying this, he is healing you. He is taking this away from you. And before I even finish this whole lesson, the Lord told me that during this time, people will get healed during this time with him today. And if any of you experience that healing, receive that healing, please let me know. I mean, you can come back on this video and give a testimony and tell us all. Or if you don't want to, you can send me an email or DM and just share if God took something from you during this time with him because his power is real. And I want you to experience that healing power that he has and know so that you can tell other people what he's done for you and increase your faith for the next time you're afflicted with something. Let us come to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all of your daughters that you've brought today to listen to your word about your healing power. 
We thank you for being an awesome and almighty God. We thank you for your protection over us each and every day. We thank you that you've allowed us to be here today, standing and hearing your word. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for all of our sins, that you take everything that we've done and let it go. We ask that you help us to forgive those who have sinned against us so that you can forgive us of our sins. Lord, we ask in this moment that anything that is afflicting us, anything that is harming us in our bodies, in our mind, in our spirit, in our surroundings, we receive the healing of Jesus. We know that in your word, you said that by his stripes, we are healed, that you are the one who heals our wounds, that you are the God of all flesh and that nothing is too hard for you. You promise that we can receive healing power through the love of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love Jesus Christ. We have given you our lives and we know, Lord Jesus, that you are a keeper of your promises. We pray in this moment that each and every wound, each and every affliction be bound up. Everything that Satan has tried to do to bring us down, that we bind it up in the name of Jesus and we cast it out. I cast out the pain from every single person who is here today. I cast out all of the illness and disease in every body that is here today. And I lose peace in their mind. I lose healing upon their spirits. I lose healing in their mortal bodies. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that by your power, they can have a testimony to share to the world about the wonderful God that you are. And we know, Lord Jesus, that our faith is what has made us well. We have faith in your healing power. And we thank you for allowing us to be freed from our afflictions today. We thank you for your healing, for your son Jesus, and for one another. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I want to thank each and every one of you beautiful ladies for being here today and listening to this talk about the woman with the issue of blood. And I want you to reflect and think about how God has cared for you in your life. What issues he's taken away from you? And what issues do you still want him to work on? And pray about it. Take time this week and focus on those very things. And if you're able, take some time and fast. Allow the Lord to work within your heart and to show you how he can turn anything around. You will have victories over the issues of life. There is nothing too difficult for God. He loves you so much as his daughter, and he is waiting for you to return to him. Never lose hope, and always remember that God cares. I thank you so much for listening today and being here with me. Make sure to visit my website, www.fineforever.com. Right now, we have a special promotion for 25% off for Valentine's Day by using the code VALENTINE. It would mean so much to me to have your support and to have something special that you wear daily to remind you of the love of God. Also, follow me on my Instagram page at A Feminine Impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.